What's up, guys? Happy Friday! Kind of wrapping up January already. How the fuck did this happen? I feel like we just got here. Anyway, um, this week we're going back down memory lane. We're taking the 15-passenger Ford Echoline van to get there. And, you know, this story was inspired just by, like, a reminiscing thing that college was, I graduated a decade ago. So that means this story was, like, 12 or 13 years ago. And it's like, holy shit. Uh, anyway, um, this one was also kind of inspired just by regular driving antics, a la barreling in on two wheels. But this one takes us back to sophomore and junior year of college essentially being entrusted to drive a 15-passenger van with literally zero training. A couple mishaps, a couple Hail Marys, as you do. And at the end of the day, it's one of those lessons where it's just like, you know what? This is absolutely not normal, um, but this is my life, and this is what we need to do, and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, it's one of those, you just got to laugh, because if you don't, (laughs) what else would you do? So with that, I give you the van from hell. Okay, here we go. So, (laughs) you know, college really was that time where I think we all can agree those four years, despite having distinct characteristics emerge from each year, the full four years is a blur, okay? And it just dawned on me as of late, here we are in 22, I'm going to have graduated a decade ago. Like, that's kind of major when you think about it. Like, the first five years, eh. But it's been a decade. Okay, which has caused me to be a little reflective as of late. And I was just thinking back on, you know, the antics that ensued. And I know we've touched on this in the past to here or there, you know, freshman year, but this story is going to be a lot more focused on just those extracurriculars. Okay, so as you can imagine, here's this little, um, you know, fucking preppy kid from the South Hills rolling into W&J. And right off the jump, I was like really excited in becoming what they called a jaywalker. Okay, clever means you would walk across the street diagonally at the wrong time of day, which I do. But for them, it was the W&J jaywalkers. And these were the tour guides who gave the freshman tours or the prospective freshmen. So what you could do after your freshman year is that sophomore and junior year, you could sign up to be on a Saturday kind of a tour guide for prospective families visiting campus. So you basically would work a shift. You would go become a, you know, qualified jaywalker by going through a training course, you know, proper decorum, what to say when, here's our standard talking points, all that stuff. And then, of course, you could make it your own. I live for that shit. I love, you know me, I love being a tour guide. And that's what I do in my day job now. I like sell Pittsburgh, which I mean, hello. So I'm like, this is great. So I'm having fun and I'm getting paid for this. Like, absolutely. So I went about my way becoming a jaywalker for that first sophomore year. And with the jaywalker came the opportunity by junior year to become not an admissions counselor, because obviously that's a full-time role, but you could become like an admissions counselor light. And I can't remember what they called these things. I'm going to call them a student fellow. But essentially, you got to, beyond tours, you could actually help um, ghost read applications. You could sit in on interviews. And it was really pretty cool. 
And I loved the opportunity to give back. I'm like, oh my gosh, could I like really help somebody figure out if this is the school for them? I like really love it here. Let you know, let's talk. Well, part of all that came with the duties of you had to get a additional driver's license. Now, I'm not talking like a CDL. You don't have me blowing around in an 18-wheeler. Nobody needs that. But what you had to get was van certified. Okay, one of those big 15-passenger like Ford Ecoline vans. Okay, and to do so, you had to you know fill out this form, go to in the hot overheated gym, a video training course, which was from 1996 of like a Chevy Astro van blowing through cones and like when to hit the brakes and not hit the dummy. It was like pretty ridiculous. But in addition to that video course and that, you know, physical sign off on the paperwork, you had to go do a quick safety inspection. So you had to like approach the Ford Ecoline van, you know, look for damage. You had to know how to adjust your mirrors. It was kind of like driver's ed, but like not really. So, of course, yours truly gets approved for the van, and for multiple reasons. One, if there was a volunteer group that needed chauffeured, you'd drive the Ford Ecoline van. If Megs was doing a volunteer programming event, which we had done once, you'd drive the van. If Billy Eves needed a lift to uh, an event for student affairs, student government, you'd take the van. And then, one enchanted day, what had happened was, in the admissions office, they're like, hey... We have these students coming up from Texas, from Houston, and we need them. There's going to be about five of them. We need you to take the van and get them from the airport. This way, we can kind of make sure everything's perfect for when they arrive, and then you're kind of like their chauffeur. You're the welcome wagon. Just be your jaywalker self while you're blowing down the parkway. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Or so we thought. So I trot off in the van and I'm laughing and I'm smiling. I'm excited. I'm going to pick up these new uh, exciting cherubs <laughs> for W&J. So I pick up these kids. Now, mind you, this is basically going to be their freshman experience. They've committed to the college. They're here. They've got their luggage and backpacks. And this is what we would call launch. So this is their like summer pre jumpstart to starting college. So I pull up to the airport here in Pittsburgh, and just like any airport, they don't like you dilly-dallying by the gates. So I'm in the pickup arrival section, and after about five minutes, you know, a police officer walks up on me. He's like, hey, you know, we can't have you sitting here. I'm like, okay. So I, at the time, this is, you know, pretty youngster me, 19, 20, I didn't know how to make a lap at the airport. Okay. So now I got sweaty palms. I'm 10 and two at the Ford Alkaline van. And I'm like, Oh my God, why can't leave? Like these kids are landing within the next 10 minutes. Like I, you know, whatever. So at the Pittsburgh international airport, which is poorly laid out, like every airport in America, here's what I can't understand. We've gotten people on the moon. Allegedly. We can't figure out like a fucking one way in one way out organizational situation for the airport. Why is the parking situation always 28 miles? Like Macy's has figured this out. Like I park at Macy's and I walk 10 steps into the door and I buy my overpriced cologne. Why is the airport like there are underpasses, six lane highways, a Sitco gas station, a van? Like why is it so fucked? Like why can't I just park and walk into an airport? I don't, anybody, just let me know. I've never been to an airport that makes sense. Okay, then you have to walk 17 miles to the lift designated area to pick up a Lyft or Uber. The buses are over here. Like, what's going on here? Why aren't we treating airports like malls where you drive up, you park, and you walk in to spend money? I just, someone let me know. 
So anyway, in this instant, I'm fucked up and I'm scared. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I can't leave. I got to get these kids. So I see this sign for short-term parking. Okay, fabulous. This seems like a short-term engagement. So I pull up and what's happening is as I'm pulling into short-term parking, it's kind of peeling off in the little ramp. So it's a curbed ramp with like six inches of concrete curb on either side. And I'm gently going up this ramp and it's pulling me in and it says the first 30 minutes are free. And then the first hour is $10 or something. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, here's what we didn't realize. It says there's a maximum height clearance of six foot two. Okay. I don't know. I don't drive this vehicle. This is my maiden voyage. So I'm like, well, I'm six foot ish, six foot. I'm six foot, but I'm six foot one ish. I stand next to this vehicle and it definitely was taller than me. Mm, I think we're good. So I pull up and sure enough, it hits the antenna, which we've seen this movie before. My dad's antenna and his Silverado always hit. So I gently pull forward to get my ticket. Still no issue. Halfway through. Okay. We're talking like third row bench seat length behind the vehicle. What is the metal bar over top of the height clearance is now scraping the roof of the alkaline van. So I have obviously pop on the brakes. And then by this point, I have a Chevy Malibu and a giant SUV behind me on this ramp, which is one way curbed and angled up, which means no one's able to back up. It's piling in with people and there's really no way out here. This is a one way in one way out scenario. So I'm like, fuck. So even though I stop and get out and look and these people are looking at me like I'm a psycho, I have to press on. I have to scrape the rest of this roof. So I get back in the car, put it in drive, and I just <laughs> scrape the rest of the roof. Now, here's what's funny about that. You scrape that, and then you come up to the building, and it's like eight feet higher. You're like, well, that was dumb. Why do you have this fake low beam if this garage is so much higher? And then it dawns on me, well, Michael, because somewhere in this building, there's something that hangs that low, okay? So I'm par- I'm petrified. I'm like, holy shit, this is my first trip in the Ford Alkaline van. I passed my test, and now I fucked up the roof. So I pull into like the first available parking spot. And again, this is a 15 passenger van. It doesn't fit in a normal parking spot. So these people are coming in behind me, kind of like you turning around me because I'm kind of blocking the entrance. (laughs) Oh, shit. So what do you do in this moment? You call your ride or die, Brittany. So I call her and I'm just like, Brittany, what do I do? And she's like, oh my God, Michael, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I got stuck. Like I'm bring, I'm going to get stuck in this garage. I got to get these four kids from Houston. I'm going to get fired. This is a disaster. She's like, hold on, let me give it a Google. She calls me back. She's like, okay, I have a solution. I'm like, perfect. What do you think it is? She's like, we just need to let some air out of the tires. I'm like, Brittany, are you on glue? I can't let air out of the tires. I have to blow down the parkway for 45 fucking minutes to get these kids to college. I can't go on a flat. She's like, okay, yeah, true. Let me look for other ideas. So while she's doing that, I take matters into my own hands. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to walk into the airport. I'm now parked. I might as well go greet these kids with a big smile. So I waltz in to the luggage claim. And if you've ever been to an airport, they always have like these sort of white phones hanging around. Well, at least they did in this decade. I mean, this was probably hmm, 2009, 2010. So maybe they don't anymore. But I literally picked up this phone. I don't know what possessed me. I'm just like, this. I need to use this phone. So I pick up the phone and they're like, hello, maintenance of the airport. And I was like, oh, perfect. Here's my situation. You won't believe it. And they're like, try me. I'm like, no, you know, here's the thing. I have this Ford Line van. I, and they're like, you got stuck in the garage. I'm like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we've seen this movie before. I'm like, oh, perfect. Well, I'm right in short-term parking. So if you could send someone to help me get out, maybe they could hold the beam up. They're like, sir, someone will meet you there. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> so they're just like, holy fuck. So fast forward, we get the kids. I'm smiling. I'm like, hey, guys, welcome to Pittsburgh. It's so good to see you. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Welcome to college. We're doing it. You know, I'm turning it up for them. Now, as they're rolling their rollerboards over to the van, I said, no, I just got to come clean with you. I, I, I affirm for you I'm a good driver. But the problem here is the van got stuck. Okay, they lowered the standards here on the roofing. And they're like, oh, my God, what? And I was like, so we're just going to load up the van. We're going to, you know, hang out for a sec. And then there's going to be someone that's going to help us get out of here. They're like, what the fuck? This guy's out of his mind. So we load up the van. Sure enough, we'll call him Bob. Bob in the maintenance Silverado. Now, Bob comes blowing in. And he's toking a cigarette out of the side roll-down window. He is not having the best Tuesday already. I can just size him up. I said, you know what? Hey, Bob, here's the situation. I got precious cargo here. I've already scraped the fuck out of this candy apple red roof. Can you get me out of here? And he's like, well, the only way out is to drive through the whole garage to the other side. I was like, you're kidding. We can't just like tell people not to come up this ramp real quick. And I can just like er, er, three point turn and go out the way I came in and pop a U-turn and barrel out of here on two wheels. He's like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, I'm fearful that the, the van may get stuck. Like, isn't one of these concrete non-movable beams going to be that low? He's like, eh, I don't think so. Literally, I'm negotiating with this terrace as I have these four kids from Houston in the back seats. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So what's the plan? He's like, well, the plan is I'm just going to follow you. Keep your radio off and your window rolled down. And I'm going to keep an eye on that roof from a couple car paces behind. And then this way, if you hear me say stop, don't go any further boy, this is fucking foolproof. So here I am, literally sweating putty balls, you guys, in this Ford Line van. I am driving, like the, squeak, like the wheels are squeaking. I am blowing through this garage at like 0.7 miles per hour, and we come up to a low-hanging stop sign. And thank God the stop sign's on hinges. We know this now. If you're ever in a garage with this situation, you can proceed. And he's like, go ahead, go ahead. And all you hear is this metal stop sign on the roof. <laughs> like vibrating off, like, bam, 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 bam. like, okay, perfect. Damage the roof more. So we continue. And honestly, what felt like 38 minutes was probably the equivalent of a minute 12. However, we get to the end of the garage and he's like, you're all set. Go ahead. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Have a good day. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm screaming profanity at this point. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. And I'm like, sorry guys, don't repeat that. And they're laughing. Fast forward. I get these kids dropped off to the admissions house. They're happy as clams. They're laughing. They're having a good time. I'm like, welcome to Pittsburgh. It only gets more chaotic from here. They're like, this guy's nuts. We love him. All good. I go to return the van to the maintenance parking lot. I step on the sideboards, you know, those running boards. And I'm like, oh fuck, this roof is trashed. But I'm like, you know, I think we're just going to let this one ride. I don't think I need to, like, set off any fire alarms that I scratched the fuck out of this roof. Let's just, you know, I think it's fine. When they go to car wash this sucker, they'll find it. And, you know, maybe it was a bad bird. I don't know. Maybe it was an angry bird. (laughs) So fast forward. Done. Now here we are. That same program that allowed you to be a jaywalker or an admissions fellow over the summer, you could be basically a program manager for the program was called launch. So my friend Jenna and I were like, we're going to do this. We're going to be these grand ambassadors where you're essentially like the orientation leader leads. 
So if there's 30 orientation leaders, there were like two like leaders of them. And because her and I had been orientation leaders the summer before, we're like, oh, well, now we are basically in a position to be the leads. So we did it together. So we're having the best time ever. It is comical how much has to be done. So we're getting all this work done. And one of the programs we had developed was that we wanted everyone to feel like they fit a piece of the W&J puzzle. And we had this whole theme around puzzle pieces and that each person was a puzzle. So what we ended up doing was ordering on that sort of, um, I would say it's corrugated cardboard, but it's basically laminated. It's like the plastic variant. And we had it delivered to my mom's store, which at the time was in the West End of Pittsburgh. And you're like, Michael, why are you telling me this story? Well, to pick up such things, because they were like six foot by 10 foot, we needed, you guessed it, the Ford Alkaline van. Well, yours truly certified. So we get the Ford Alkaline van, and it's the hottest day in Hades. It is literally 90 degrees out. It's dead of summer. Jenna, myself, and her boyfriend, now husband Dave, we barrel into this Ford Alkaline van. We're going to drive from Washington down to Pittsburgh, get these corrugated cardboards from my mom's side porch of her store, and we're going to blow back to campus like no one's the wiser. Maybe we'd get Chipotle. It'll be a nice day off the reservation. Well, let me tell you something. We get down there with no issue. We're laughing. We're feeling like we're like the Clampets blowing into Pittsburgh in this big-ass van with only three people in it. Well, we stop. We get the stuff, and it slides right in, okay? And I go to start the van, and I'm like, guys, something's not right. This van's acting really squirrely. And here I look at the dashboard, and the heat gauge is like through the roof. And I'm like, well, I feel you, buddy. It's fucking hot out. But now, mind you, this van just brought us, you know, 30 miles into the city. So we go to drive. I'm not shitting you. I have my foot to the floor. And this thing's going 25 miles an hour. We can't even get it to pop out of first gear, and it's an automatic. So we're driving down this, like, sleepy little road called Wabash in the West End, and we're leaving my mom's store. And I'm like, something's not right, you guys. This car's acting real crazy. So I thought it might have just been stuck in neutral because it was one of those cars where the gear shift is on the column like next to the steering wheel like you pull it down with your right hand and it moves a little red arrow that says like park reverse neutral drive and like it's like mechanical it's not digital so i'm like oh, i think maybe it's just stuck in neutral it's not getting like the gas wrong so as i'm literally mid-drive i jiggle it a little like i just jiggled the gear because i'm like oh it's probably just stuck a little neutral let me pull it down to drive well, wrong, it pops into reverse and it stalls out the whole fucking thing. So I literally, as we're going, not even 10 miles an hour, it slips from neutral into reverse and the whole car just immediately jolts. <laughs> just thinking about this makes me piss myself. So all of us just go, whoa, like, thank God we had our seatbelts on. The whole car just immediately lurches. I mean, it fucking lurched. And so the whole car is like, ah! it lurches. Okay, now it's stalled out. I'm freaking out. The pedals are like putty. I turn the vehicle off. I turn it back on. It turns over. But I'm like, let me pop over here into fucking Sherry's Diner or something. So I pull off into Sherry's Diner. I'm like, okay, I've seen this once before. The car's overheating. It won't go faster unless we turn the heat on. How the fuck I knew to do that was just me hanging with my dad one day. And one random fact, he does this. He'll be like, you know, 
if you're ever up in a tree and you're falling, make sure you throw the chainsaw to the left first. Like it's always these random facts. You're like, cool. The odds of me ever being in a tree with a chainsaw and then hopefully not falling is less than 1%, but I'm thankful I have this data. Like, thanks, dad. That's really helpful. One of those data points was if your car's ever overheating and you can't get it to cool down, turn the heat on full blast. It pulls air off the engine. It'll cool it right down. For whatever fucking reason, not only did I have that data point from Daddy-O, I recalled it. So I turned in the 90-degree heat day, the furnace, the heat on full red, on level four, blowing it out the air point. Do you know that little by little it did, it start pull, the, the gauge for the heater on the dash was in full red and it starts to move. It's starting to pull it off like it's working. Now, of course, we're sweating our fucking tits off, but it's working. So literally I'm like, okay, guys, we're just going to get it done. We get on the highway. <laughs> the fastest it would go is 50, but that was so better than the 20 something it was doing. And this Ford Alkaline van like, bow, 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 here we go. Brrr. Not barreling in on two wheels. We cruise back to W&J going 50, 55 miles an hour in this fucking death trap tin can POS with a scratched roof. We unload the corrugated cardboard. Everyone's a piece of the puzzle. And I return the van. And I then did report that. I said, this thing's a fucking death trap. The motor is overheating. You're lucky I have Bob Vila as a father because I knew how to turn the furnace on. But I'll tell you right now, this thing is not road ready. Okay. They're like, oh my God, that's real crazy. You know, we've been having issues with that one. I'm like, you guys have 17 vans. You still let this one go out in service if it's got a known issue? Christ. So the moral of the story here is no good deed unpunished. But I thought these were really funny to share because I was just thinking like, these aren't normal things that happen to people in college, I don't think. But going to a small liberal arts college where you wore so many hats, you know, you're the greeter, the jaywalker, the candlestick maker, the volunteer. And uh, the corrugated cardboard picker-upper. <laughs> so I was literally thinking about this today because I was like, you know, having those stories, not only did I get one stuck at the Pittsburgh International Airport, but then I got one basically completely stalled out in the middle of the West End in Pittsburgh because of a, her- a, f- a heater issue and had to fucking almost Flintstone our asses back. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, if you see a Ford Alkaline van... Switch lanes. <laughs> oh man, a trip down memory lane. <laughs> a couple of them, I guess. Uh, you gotta laugh. But anyway, if you're listening to this on a Friday, as always, treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. I don't know about you, but January frickin' flew by. It was my B-Day month, and so I think I'm going to move into February as frugal February. It's almost going to say frugal Friday. Also, if anyone knows any good mocktail recipes, I think I'm going to start experimenting with, like, I love the idea of being social, and I love the idea of, you know, having a drink here or there, but if we have any, like, augmentations, just like there's decaf coffee, I love coffee, I don't always need the caffeine. I like drinking, I don't always need the buzz. So if you got any recommendations, I think this is going to be my new Mike's Mocktails spinoff because I'm telling you right now, we got to roll back on the booze. So anybody got any ideas? Shoot me a note. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, have a great week and I will catch you on the flip side. Bye.